0: More weeks. Oh, if you see your notes there, it's one of the things I'm missing. I don't have a copy of the notes. Can anyone... um, Okay, great. So, so we have. So this is our fourth week. We we have we have a couple more weeks. Um, the plan is um, when this series is. So on May first, we're going to have a break week because because it'll be our corporate prayer time. Uh, May eighth, we're going to finish up the series. May 15th is going to be a family time, so that'll be very exciting, where we're going to really encourage, plead, beg everyone who is a member or attending and come to our church family time on May 15th. Yeah? Okay, good. Okay. And then after that, though, we're going to start a series on, on, on sharing your faith. And so we want to help you be building relationships with people, loving people, but then also growing in confidence that if someone says to you, "Hey, what is the Bible?" like 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 what's the story of the Bible? You're going to be able to in 3 or 4 minutes tell them from 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 creation, to a risen and resurrected Lord, what the story of of the Bible is. And so it's going to be a fun project. There's going to be a little bit of homework. Uh, You can start thinking about if you want to take that, and it's going to be a a, a six-weeks Uh, a a six-week class or so, you can begin thinking, do I want to take that? Because I'm going to need to order some resources, and so I'm going to have a sign-up where this is just kind kind, kind of come and enjoy, and you can still still do that next time, but I'm going to order resources, and I would love uh, for you all to be there. And let's see here, I don't know that I need this anymore. If, if you grabbed uh, notes, you can see that, see, that, see that there is homework on the back. It's homework light, um, but just to kind of keep you going with, 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 with what chapters we are reading. Um, we're going to cover chapter 7 and 8 in our book next time. The Lord is risen, and uh, we are excited to be celebrating the resurrection of Christ with you this morning. Um, I'm going to pray. Uh, Father, we thank you that you've given your word to us, Lord, and um, and we have it in such a special, privileged way. We thank you, Father, that you have overseen in your sovereignty, in your kindness, uh, that your word has been translated into our language, that you have sovereignly worked through printing presses and through computers, that we have it widely available. And yet, Father, we can uh, say that for all of its availability, that often we don't uh, treat it as valuable as it is. I pray, Father, that you'd be using this time, that we would all be enjoying your word more uh, from the youngest uh, teen here uh, to, 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 to the oldest saint, Lord. That we would grow in a feeling of humble competency uh, that, that we can go and get the main things from your word. I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to get started by reviewing our uh, books. So uh, so the book that we're going through is called Bef- Before You Open Your Bible by Matt Smithhurst. Um, we uh, read this past week, chapter 5 and 6. If you do not have a copy of this book, I've got plenty. Uh, so so please come and and, and grab one afterwards. Uh, all we're going to do here, though, is just ask, because I didn't ha- have any volunteers to present, so maybe that is too too big of an ask. So I am willing to give up on that. It's fine. But you know what I'm not willing to give up on is believing that you've read it and that you can share a quote. Okay. So if you can share a quote, a line, a way that it is impact you, I know that you can all do that. So maybe, you know, coming up here is like, ah, oh, I'm kind of scared. You know, Isaiah was just there, probably smells bad. Um, so, okay. You've got a book, chapter 5. Does anyone have something that they enjoyed or challenged from, from chapter 5? If not, you're just going to have to listen to me more, which may be what you want to do. It would be surprising to me, but a quote from chapter 5? Yeah, John. Yeah, and uh, freedom to the fish was to be out the water, flop on the bird wanted to be free and wanted to die in the water and drown. Um, so we were just talking about that this morning with our daughter. Um, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that, right? We want to be free, we think freedom is an island, we think, yeah. But God constrains us for our good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. So 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 we can come to God's word with obedience, learning from the one who made us how to live. Right. Fishes would do best in water, and we would do best listening to 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 to, to God's law. Thanks. Thanks, John. You you did exactly. The, 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 the thing that I've been asking from right there. It's perfect. And, uh, and, and yeah, I know. It's, that's great. Uh, were, 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 the, were there any other quotes or ideas or verses that stood out to you from Chapter 5? You, you uh, summarized it well there, John. It's good for you, right? It's for you. Okay, great. Then then uh, let's go on to to, to, to uh, oh yeah uh, to, to to chapter six. Uh, so the first chapter was we should come to God's word obediently, expecting to get instructions to learn how to live, how to be human. Really, it's it, it was I've I've been thinking about that. That Jesus, um, he's so exceptional, but he's but he's so normal, right? He is what it means to be human. He's just not normal in a broken world. But praise God that in the new heavens and the new earth, Jesus will be perfectly normal and we'll all be like him, and, and, and it won't be so hard. So we should go to God's word obediently. We should also go to God's word joyfully as you skim through your, your copy. Is, uh, and I know that you're all highlighting and underlining because you all have your own, even the youth. Um, was there something that stood out to you? Yeah, Clifton. Oh great. To see those things, to, uh, great, good, yeah. So 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 the purpose of all this stuff is our joy. It's not the only purpose, but it is purpose. Yeah, it's great. We should go dig God's word joyfully. Are there any others? There's this great quote here that, uh, that, that joy is found in listening, in listening intently to God when your happiness is tethered not to circumstances but to promises. Um, and, like, that is really good, right? If, if our happiness is tied to our circumstances, um, we are in trouble. But when it's tied to God's promises, uh, that is something you are going to get consistently in God's word. You are going to get his promises. And when we tie our joy to his promises, we are going to, ha- to have joy, um. Great. Thank you. Hey, uh, so, so so I've been challenging you, and maybe some of you have tried this. Have, have, have any of you uh, kind of practiced being more intentional in your planning out your Bible time? So, like, I know that what, what can be a hindrance to me is if I uh, don't have a morning plan, if I wake up without a plan, I don't know where I'm going to read in God's word and it can just be like oh there's so many obstacles to overcome I gotta get out of bed and I gotta choose a place to read and oh yeah I was reading there but it was kind of hard so have, have any of you practiced being a little bit more intentional on Sunday for your Monday or on Monday for your Tuesday can, can, can anyone share that they've if they've done anything a little different that has been helpful because I think it'd be encouraging to the rest of us Yeah, Susie. You're gonna to have to speak a little louder if you're gonna sit all the way back there, Susie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and has that been helpful for you? Okay, great. Yeah, no, like 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 a lot of times. Uh, and we might just have to go like, like, like what, we natu- what we naturally enjoy. Now, that wouldn't be, be wrong if you stayed up late and had, and, and had your Bible time. Um, um, anyone else? Kind of tweaking, s- tweaking sleep times. Has anyone said, you know, one day a week I'm going to start reviewing the sermon from Sunday? Ha- has, has, has anyone started that maybe who wasn't doing it? That's a really easy, like, like you've got a Bible time tomorrow morning all all set out for you. Anyone? Okay. Well, it's probably because you're all doing it. So okay. So so but, but 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 please. The the more participation, the better. Okay. So we want this to be a class and not a sermon. And we're gonna we're gonna keep trying. Okay. It's why I'm kind of teasing a little bit about people sitting in the back. I know it's tough to to hear back there. I mean, if you got a baby, I totally understand. But 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 please, I'm not gonna call on, on anyone. I haven't done that yet. I don't think. So come up closer. I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to. Okay, um, let's see here. Okay, does, 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 does anyone, so I've mentioned a couple, time, a couple times some of the review questions or, or, or some questions that could be useful to you as you go to God's Word to help you get something out of God's Word. Does anyone remember what one of those questions is? This, this, this is low-hanging participation points. Some of you already knew these and, and were using these, but what does this passage say about, about God? Yes, okay, great. That's a great question to ask. What, 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 what does this teach me about who God is? What is another question like that? What is the vibe, right? So, so that is kind of our learning to feel, right? So how does this feel? And, 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 and we spend a lot of time listening. Has, has that been valuable to you? Have you tried asking that? Did you have something that stood out to you this a past week that you're like, oh, like that question was useful in this passage? Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. See, now I felt okay asking Josh that, but you don't have to expect that same kind of follow-up question. What does this passage say about people? What does this passage say about our relationship with God? Um, How does God want me to respond to the truth of this passage? What does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about people? What does it say about our relationship with God? And I read another one I thought was good. What does it say about how we should relate to, 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 to others? There's a lot of passages that have a lot of instructions or a lot of examples of, like, pretty clearly, I shouldn't do that. So... Okay, well, we'll, well, well, we'll try to keep, to keep reviewing those. I'll do a quick review of what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, we want you to enjoy God's Word, but we're trying to distance that away. We do go to God's Word joyfully, but we also go to God's Word humbly, and we go to God's Word obediently, and the book has a list of nine of them. We go to it desperately and studiously and expectantly. Okay, so 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 we do go to God's Word, but it's not just to say, I'm going to get a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's going to be awesome. Now, the Lord often, <laughs> in His grace, does bring joy, but that's not the only thing we're going for. We also want to learn from Him, we want to be taught from Him. Him, and we want to see Christ, and we want to be encouraged. Um, we want to be humbled. We want to be brought low. We want to mourn. We want to do all those. We want, want to hunger and thirst after righteousness, so we want to go to God's Word, and that's really what enjoying God's Word is. Okay, it's going to God's Word so that God's Word does what God's Word does, uh, does in our hearts. We want to have the appropriate response in the light of the gospel, right? It should always be ultimately hopeful because Jesus Christ is resurrected. He's conquered death. He's conquered sin. He's conquered hell. So we can go to God's word uh, in hope. So that's a little bit of what enjoying God's word is. So we're going to try to get out of our minds, you know, the Instagrammable moment. And like, I had the best Bible time. And the best Bible time could be the one you're like, I was deeply humbled. And y- you know, if, if, if you've got God's spirit in you being brought low, And then seeing God's grace to us in Christ Jesus is just as enjoyable as a warm promise. Although those are great too, okay? So we need to um, go to God's word hopefully, right? If you doubt that God has spoken to you in his word, you're not going to get much out of it. So we go to God's word expectantly, that he is speaking to you in his word, speaking for you, originally to someone else, but he he wrote it for you. Okay, so we've been t- 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 talking about some, some of the principles of enjoying God's Word. We've been talking about learning to read, and we need a certain kind of tolerance to this. We do this all the time with anything. We, we, we read, we expect to learn. We're okay when things can be hard. So we've been learning to read. We've also been learning to feel, and that has a little bit of, of what is the vibe here. And as as Josh shared, we talked a little bit about if you found a um, um, box full of letters or of your grandparents' papers in the attic. You wouldn't expect all of them to speak to you in the same way. The love poems would be very touching. Um, um, a letter of confession would be shocking. Um, a genealogy would be like, oh, it's good to know where I came from, right? I mean, so, so the different, different genres are gonna have different feels to, to them. So we did some examples and it was a lot of fun. And so if you didn't get to, 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 to hear last time, these can be found on our website. Um, but we're going to focus more what we started on, on last time, which is learning, learning to interpret. And it is good, and I, and I think that we know this here, uh, that not every interpretation is valid, right? That just because you say this is what it means doesn't mean that that's what it means, Right, So we really want to get to the heart of what God means. So, And, and, and here's a, a, a quote from, from George Miller who wrote this neat book called, called Read This First. What matters is understanding what God, the ultimate author, is saying to us through the writer, through the human author. So what God is saying through the ultimate author to us through the human author. God is writing for us, but there is an initial audience so that he's writing to. So not written to us, but it is written for us. Um, so we have to begin with what does the author, the human author, saying to the human audience, to the initial human audience. We always have to start there. And uh, uh, I'm doing a, a, a little preaching workshop with uh, some guys, and one of the first things that, 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 that we work on is what, uh, what is Paul saying, or because we're because, 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 because working through the Colossians, to the original audience. And then we work from that to say, what is God saying to, to us now? Um, sometimes finding out what that is is really simple. And we looked at the beginning of Luke; it's really simple. He tells you why he's writing. At the end of John, John tells you why he's writing. Um, so that's so that's if if it's if it's simple, then run with it. If, it, if the text says this is why I'm writing, then that's a re- really easy way. Um, a, a good warning when we think about what does the uh, text mean, and, and it's kind of a simple one, um, but maybe we can run into this danger, is, is kind of be on guard against what's impossible. Right? Now, now, like, that can be kind of a problem because sometimes we as humans um, um, might doubt what, what really is possible. <laughs> but we should be on guard against what's impossible. And a great example of this is if you turn to First John 3.6. First John 3, 6, and we're just going to kind of interpret it and like, well, like, like, what does it seem to mean? And then we're going to be like, but wait, we know that that's impossible. I love hearing the flip of the pages. Maybe the, the tide is turning and you're all bringing your paper Bibles. You know, it, it, it is the new cool thing to have a paper Bible. I'm just telling you that. For, 1 John 3, 6, it says, No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. And so what you could read there is, is, Whoa, I keep sinning. I've been a Christian for a long time. I say that I know him, but I keep on sinning. I must not know him. Right? So that would be one that would that, that maybe pause us a, a, a little bit. You can imagine if that was all of your Bible time, you'd have a very, very convicting Bible time. Like, but I still sin. So that's just an example of, of, of one that we're going to have to read more because, uh, well, what does the rest of the Bible say? Well, the rest of the Bible talks a lot about Christian sinning, right? If we just take that verse by itself, um, um, it's, it's, it's impossible, right? Um, In fact, we know even in 1 John, like 1 John 1, verses 8 and 9. So this is how God's word in context helps interpret itself. We see that even John and 1 John, the one who is writing that, my pages are stuck together here. But uh, 1 John 1, verses 8 and 9 you don't have that problem on a digital phone. First on 1 to 8 and 9, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, wow! Okay, so, I just read this verse that says, if I keep on sinning, I don't know him. And here's this verse that says if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So here are these two verses. One saying I, I, "I understands I do sin and I, and I need to confess that. And another says, if I keep on sinning, I don't know him. And so those verses are going to interpret one another so that we start coming away from 1 John 3, um, uh, verse 6, and say, oh, wow. so And our ESV Bibles help us there a a little bit. Keep on sinning and saying that if there's ongoing sin, if there's sin we are unwilling to repent of, we don't know him. So we're going to kind of just Bring with it that, that that sometimes if we just take a verse by itself, it can say some things that 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 we're 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 gonna be cautious and say, well, 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 is that what it really says? Is that what it really means? So we wanna be 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 on guard of of what's impossible. There's things written that are to shock us and to and and to stun us and to cause us to to question and to wonder, like did, did, did Jesus mean for me to cut off my hand? And, uh, and so Jesus, no, he's, he's startling Now, in, in a sense, it's, it's literally true. It's better for you to, not, to be lost of a hand and not be in hell, but he's not telling you to go cut off your hand. Okay, so here's the big idea that I think is most valuable for you in your daily Bible times. Most valuable for you in your daily Bible times when you don't necessarily have as much time to, to get out maybe your study Bibles, your commentaries, even to do a lot of searching online. Main things are the plain things, and uh, plain things are the main things. Okay? You're looking, when you are reading God's Word, what is the main thing here? Okay? What is the big idea? What is the big takeaway? It doesn't mean that the little things aren't aren't, aren't aren't valuable, but you want to emphasize what is obvious because that's what the author does. Okay, the author wants to emphasize what he makes obvious. So we should focus on what? What is obvious. Okay, we're gonna focus on what is obvious. Now, what's obvious isn't the only thing. Okay? There are lots of things, but The main things are the main things. So we really want to say, when I go to God's word, what is the main thing? And it should be what kind of pops. Now, sometimes we're going to have to work at that, and we're going to do some examples, and we can learn skills, but the main things are what's obvious. Pastor Joshua, I can talk about this out because he he just walked out of the room here, Pastor Joshua has been teaching us really master lessons on this going through Luke, right? Like going through Luke, uh, last week we saw Jesus, his victory over sickness, right? Really, it's ultimately a little picture of victory over the curse, right? Victory over sin and death. And so his big takeaway was very similar to the previous week. We should hope in him. That is the main thing. Now, you might have questions about Jesus' mother-in-law and did he get along well with his mother-in-law? Or what should our relationship should we want? Our mother-in-law's to get better? Of course we should. Um, we can have, that's, that's a joke, right? But we should have all kinds of questions. Uh, we can have all kinds of questions, but the main thing there is so obvious, right? So the question for us isn't like, wow, how did Jesus do that, right? It's to be like, am I hoping in Jesus this week? That is the main thing. So we need to practice, and narrative is probably some of, and, and, and by narrative, for those of you who are English major, majors, I mean stories or the histories are some of the more challenging. Uh, because if you read through Ephesians, uh, a lot of times Paul tells you why he's saying this, right? Oh, I'm writing this so that you have hope. Oh, wow, you did a great job with that. Or, 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 or Romans in, in the beginning and the end, he talks about the obedience of, of the faith, Oh well, why is he writing this letter? So that I know what the faith is, and so that, and so that I, I'm obedient, right? Um. But with, with narratives, it can be a little bit trickier. because He doesn't always come out and tell you, this is why I'm writing to you. And I think a lot of times, uh, there's different kinds of scripture. There's, 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 there's law, and sometimes that can be challenging. A lot of times, that you read the prophets, and you're like, I know what God loves, and I know what he hates. And because of what he hates, there's judgment coming. And because he's gracious, he's sending a Savior. I mean, really, a, a lot of prophecy can be pretty simple. Um, Psalms are totally simple. I mean, I'm not going to say, say simple. You read most Psalms, and you're like, wow, he started with this great view of God, and either the whole thing is wonderful, or he's dealing with like, wow, life is kind of hard, and then it's going to end wonderful. And that's what, but, but narratives can be kind of tricky. So we're going to do a little practicing on narratives here on some of the main things, and we'll do as much as we can. We're going to kind of look at three questions here, If you're, and I don't know if I wrote, if I wrote these down or not, um, but... Um, but some some questions to kind of, kind, of, kind of help us. If you're dealing with a narrative, it can be very helpful. Again, pa- Pastor Joshua has been practicing this um, with the uh, a Bible reading project on Thursday morning. So, if you are like, oh, Thursday morning, six thirty, that's kind of rough. Um, He's now podcasting it, right? So if you're like Thursday morning at 6.30 is too rough, um, we're not going to look down on you. We understand some of you have little babies and you don't want to bring them out at, at 6.30 in the morning or you're already at work by then. You can listen to that podcast. But one of the things he's teaching us is, and I think I've heard you say this, is, is where does the story begin and uh, end? So when you have a chunk, and sometimes Bible chapters are kind of a, a, a help, but what is the beginning and the end is one question? Question one. Another question is, what's the writer's focus? Right? So, what is the main thing? Like, 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 what is the focus here? It's another question. Sometimes it can help us. Real simple is like, along with that, the focus. There's characters there. A lot of times, the characters will help us see what the focus is because it's a story. It's, it's, it's history. Question three is, how does this fit in with the big story? Okay, so. Um, what is the beginning and the end of the story? What's the writer's focus in this story? And how does this fit in with a big story? And now we're going to try it. So you can go ahead and get out your Bibles and turn to Genesis um, 39. And with these newfound skills, you're going to see amazing things. Genesis 39. And uh, and we're gonna remember to to think about the beginning and the end. If you see the beginning parallel the end, that is going to be a, a is going to kind of emphasize a little bit of what the main thing is. Okay, so Genesis 39, and I'm gonna go ahead and read through it. We're gonna think about about, uh, about those those things, the beginning and the end of the story. We're going to try to think about what the author's focus is, what is the story about, and how does this fit in with the big story, and we'll kind of work our way there. Genesis 39, it is a well-known story. I probably don't even need to read the whole thing, um, but I'll try. Uh, well, I guess I'll manage, but 39.1. Now, Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian. Now, you, you, you can spend a lot of time studying that kind of stuff. But that's not the main thing. Okay, the captain, the guard in Egyptian had brought him from, from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a, a successful man and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything, excuse me, but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time, his master's wife, uh, Pot- Potiphar's wife cast her eye on joseph and said to 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 lie with me but he refused and said to his master's wife behold because of me my master has no concerns about anything in the house and he has put everything that he has in my charge he's not greater in this hu- he is not greater in this house than i am not has he kept back anything from me except you because you are his wife how then can i do great wickedness and sin against god And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, see, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came into me to lie with me and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home, and she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, This is the way your servant treated me, his anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. what is the beginning and the end, okay? If you're looking at the beginning and the end, do you see anything that kind of stands out to you about the beginning of the story and at the end of the story? And it's okay if you don't get what I'm seeing, because we're, we're just friends. Oh, okay, he, he's, he, he's a captive in both cases, yes. And, is that, and how is that captivity going for those that he's captive to? Right, like like they are prospering. It's going really well. Like like this is this this is like a great slave, right? You know the, the house is flourishing, and then you throw him in prison, and the prison is flourishing. Um, are there any other recurring kind of themes between the beginning and end of that section? So prospering is huge. Yeah, the 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 Lord was with him and uh, and 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 we see that a, a couple times in in verse three it, uh so so verse two the lord was with joseph and then verse three his master saw that the lord was with him right so he, so even the egyptians are saying that wow joseph's god is with him yahweh is with him the lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands and then we get to the end uh, verse 21, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. Isn't that sweet? E- even while in prison. And the keeper of the prison was, uh, and, and it says here, um, verse 23, the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the, the, the Lord made, made, made it suck su- su- succeed excuse me so we see some recurring themes there right so if you were to say what is this chapter about you could say it's about potiphar's wife um no no this chapter is not about potiphar's wife okay it is about god being with joseph and whatever joseph did succeeding because god was with him now that helps us with the second question of what the writer's focus is Right, We're already seeing what the writer's focus is. It's about God being with Joseph and that those who are, um, I mean, those around Joseph are getting blessed because God is with Joseph. Um, we see what some of the main characters are. Who are some of the main characters? You guys probably are not going get, to get this wrong, so take the low-hanging fruit. Who are some of the main characters? Joseph, yes. Who are some other main characters? Potiphar, yes. The, the wife? God, yay. I don't know who said that. Awesome, yes, right? Okay, so, so, so we've got God, we've got Joseph, and we've got Potiphar. But do we learn about Potiphar? Nothing, right? Do, do we learn about Potiphar's wife a little bit more, right? Um, but really, um, we see God here, right? God is the focus, We see God blessing. We see God being in control here, even as Joseph goes through suffering. What tremendous suffering to be at the height and then to be cast down, to be lied about, to be shamed, to be thrown into prison. Okay, Uh, let's look at uh, um, how does this fit into the big story? So the main things here are really hinted out by the beginning at the end. They're kind of plain. Um, so, but there's a big story here. Does, does, does anyone, and because, now you may not know this if you haven't studied through Genesis, but some of you have been around the church enough to know that we're, 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 we're going to get an interpretation on what's going on in Joseph's life. Does anyone know what that interpretation is? Yeah, yeah, right, great. From, from Genesis 50 verse, verse 20. Uh, we see Joseph's interpretation here of these events. Let's see here. As 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 for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive, as 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 they are to. Today. So we see a little bit in this one section here what some of the purpose of God's suffering, I mean of Joseph's suffering is. Really it's about uh, God blessing many people, but this fits in, into even a bigger story. So what are some of the bigger stories that are taking place in, in, in Genesis? Right, right. So, 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 God setting apart a people for Himself. So, this is in, in the context of of the Abrahamic Covenant, begin in Genesis twelve, and that God tells tell, tells Abraham He's going to make a great nation, and that He's going to bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. So, all families of the earth shall be blessed. And we see here a little bit of that blessing extending to the Egyptians, if just simply Joseph being around. God's blessing is extending and Joseph at the end is interpreting this story. Look at all these people who are being saved because of God being with me. And so it fits right into Genesis 12 and the Abrahamic covenant, but it goes even further than that. What is what is another of the big story? We can go back to Genesis 3. What is the, the bigger story even of the Bible? Yeah, about God sending a savior, right? So, so that... Um, um, Eve's descendant, Adam and Eve's descendant, is going to be uh, uh, his, his heel is going to be bit, but Satan's head is going to be crushed. So this is just part of that big story of God rescuing Israel and that God uh, planning ultimately for 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 redemption. Okay. So how does then this story about Joseph fit into this big story? What is the main thing? As we read this story about Joseph, as we think, and really we're starting to think about our day here. What is the main thing? What's plain here? Right? So 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 God is using Joseph to accomplish his plan. Now now there are so many, so many truths that 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 we can cherish here. Uh, the blessing of the Lord being with us. Right? But that doesn't mean <laughs> that our life is going to always be to be wonderful. Joseph goes through suffering, but Joseph is enjoying really God's blessing upon him, even in the midst of suffering. So here we see God God in control working on something big as he's sovereign, as he's with his people, as they go through suffering, right? And there are so many, in a sense, I'm not gonna say there's so many main things here, but you can craft all those main things together as we see this picture of God accomplishing his plan to redeem humanity through individual people who go through suffering as he shows his goodness, even in the midst of suffering, being with his people. So those are just a couple of, of the main things there. And is there something we can apply to our day? Now, we could apply. We should flee from, 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 temp, from temptation. And that would be a good, a good application of part of this, this story. How can I do this great thing and sin against God? Um, but there are even bigger things here about um, what God is doing in our lives, Right? That God is accomplishing a big purpose to bring glory to himself, and that glory is, is the salvation of peoples through the descendant of Abraham, Jesus Christ. And he's going to do that even in the midst of our suffering. So that as we go through suffering, we know that God is in control. We know that he is accomplishing a big purpose right? Does that affect how you live that day? Does that affect how you live this day? You might like, well, I already knew that God was sovereign. I already knew that he was good. See, um, but that, that's where I think we have to push our application of these plain things, of these main things, because, because um, we are going to suffer. And we are going to get bad news even this day. And it might be the small things like you go outside and you have a flat tire or or whatever you have cooking in your oven, you come home and it's completely burnt, right? Now, those things seem very small to the kind of suffering that Joseph went through. But what is the main thing, right? Like, what is God accomplishing, right? Like, there is such reason to hope. Joseph was going through this without knowing how God was going to do all this. We get to do this on the, on the other side of the resurrection, right? We know for certain how God is, is accomplishing this. So that's just kind of a couple questions to, to, to help us with narratives. It can help us with whole books. Yeah, Joshua. No, no, no. Oh, great some so so I'll try to re, re, repeat after you okay no mm that's really good the the story, yeah it's really good that's so good. Oh cool. How is this going to on? Yeah. And so right now at this part of the story it kinda of looks like it might be Joseph, right? Oh interesting. That's put the shock, God's oh that's really cool. Hmm. Like. You know, that it oh, that's so cool. loser. Yeah, right. And Joseph is this amazing guy. Oh, that's really cool. Mm. Like guys in exile reading the story of Joseph and being like, Oh, wow, this is a guy in exile. Yeah, what does it look like to in exile now? Um, yeah, even the people uh, Moses was writing this for, who'd just been rescued from Egypt, and looking forward to the promised land and what's going to happen there. What might they apply from this? And then how could those, how could those applications be similar in my life? Oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh great, yeah, yeah. You can see I I, I, I trailed off uh, on going on to the Bible reading project there through through uh, through Joseph. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, um. So so um, so I think that you heard that. But 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 let, but let let the story be 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 so sus, be su, suspenseful as you're going through it. Right, So don't, I mean, pretend for a little bit that you don't know what the end of the story is. And that really is a, a gripping story. And it's kind of cool because that story will go over multiple chapters. So, so, so that you don't, like, okay, wow, so I have to stop reading now because that was my portion Bible reading. But, but if we went uh, with, with kind of suspense to it, you'd be like, well, what's going to happen? So this is incredible. We saw this turnaround, but Joseph's in prison right? But like, how cool to remember, yeah, and, and, and it's really right. If you're reading through this for the first time, or if you can imagine reading through it for the first time, you don't know that Joseph isn't the promised savior. Yeah, it's so cool, right? Because his brothers are going to bow down to him. Uh, yeah, it's really neat. Um, um, so that is, I love that because, because that comes from meditating. It comes from reading, Right? Like, like, like that can come from lots of study and commentaries, and you're trudging through, and then, but that could also just come from being a good reader and, and, and to bring to God's Word the same kind of anticipation or excitement that we bring to a movie, right? If, which is pretty cool. So, thank you. Uh, are, are, there, are there other thoughts about how to read narrative well, or maybe any questions kind of about this process? Or what the main thing is? Yeah. Is that when you read also think of echoes. So like if this story does this story remind me of another story? Mm. And so like this one here definitely reminds you of a couple stories that goes go before where uh Abraham and um Jacob, Jacob? Abraham and Isaac yeah. were both giving their wives away to ungodly kings. Yeah. Mmm. Actually in a dangerous position. So it's just fun to read the story. If you think there's a sounds familiar, it's that's intentional a lot of the time. oh that's cool. Just to help you oh, meditate on it and try to draw as much out of it. Oh, cool. oh neat. Yeah, so 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 listening for those echoes of of a previous uh stories. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Okay, so to to review, like real simply, how how, how, do, how does this passage begin and end? Um, are there are there in are there introduction or concluding statements? Or sometimes, if you're reading a different genre. There's a chain of ideas there, and 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 Psalms are are a ton of fun to kind of to, to just follow along and say, okay, so I know what the beginning is, and now we are here, and it's kind of dark or it's kind of sad, and then and. Then it gives this thrilling promise, and to kind of follow along with 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 with, with uh, what the uh, progression of thought is. So so so, how how does the passage begin and end? Where's the writer's focus? Um, are there are there repeated words, which there definitely were, in in this one? Are there recurring themes? And third question is, is 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 how does this passage fit in the flow of the big story? And we're going to talk more talk talk, talk more about context, both the bigger context, but then also um, like 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 what is the context of that book, of that section, or or the or the, or the context of the Bible? Um, so let's see here, and how much time do we have? Um, let's. Uh, oh, I kind of want to do this, but I kind of don't, because. But, but, but maybe we should. Uh, let's uh, look at uh, Acts 12, and we'll try this again and try to get some more practice with this. And, uh, and I kind of don't want to do it because I want to do a good job of what Pastor Joshua just kind of said, but also if I do a good job of what Pastor Joshua just said, I'm not spoiling the story. Uh, we're going to run out of time. But uh, let's see how far we uh, get here, okay? So Acts 12, verses 1 through, through a 24. And, uh, and it's kind of a, a neat par- parallel passage because it deals with, with prison too. Okay, so we're going to, to, to be paying attention for the, for the beginning and the end. And uh, um, we're going to be trying to, trying to think what the main things are. Okay, so so I think that 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 we could all take an application of this that it doesn't mean. Okay? And this is a story, now I'm gonna spoil it. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna spoil it, and God's gonna rescue Peter from prison. Spoiled story. You shouldn't do that. Okay, but I've spoiled it. But we might be able to take some kind of application out of this, like, oh wow, so 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 God rescued Peter and he's gonna rescue me. Okay, uh, but but so I'm going to say that that's not right, what the right application is. And we're going to see that as we begin the, the, the story. So we're going to be listening to, to beginning and, and end uh, to kind of uh, uh, set the scene a little bit in the book of uh, Acts. The gospel is spreading. Um, we know that Jesus, in the beginning, said, said 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 the gospel is going to spread from 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 Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to, to the other to the uttermost parts of the earth. We see in uh, uh, Acts 10 how how the uh, Gentiles are 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 believing, being brought into the new covenant, uh, are participating in. In, in the spirit, um, the gospel spreading to, 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 to Antioch, and then it kind of feels li- like there's this pause here in 12. And so I'll try to read through it, and we'll, we'll, and we'll try to apply a little of what we're practicing. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so, and he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He didn't know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Kind of funny. When, when they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street. Immediately, the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, "'Now I'm sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting.'" When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she didn't open the gate, but ran, that's funny, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you're out of your mind. It's a good warning here about praying, right? Uh, But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, it's his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, tell these things to James and to, and, 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 and to the brothers. So, so that James there is not the one uh, who, is, who was just killed, but James, the brother of Jesus. Tell these things to James and to the brothers. Then he departed and went to another place. Now when day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had happened because of what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and didn't find him, he examined the sentries in order that they should be put to death. Then he went down from, from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there talking about, uh, well, I don't know. Is, 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 I, I guess I should ask whether that's talking about a, a Herod or a, a Peter. See? So that's a good question. Do, 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 do you know Joshua is that Herod or Peter? Yeah. Well, see? He doesn't know. Okay. Now... now <laughs> So you can get out your commentaries later and check on that one. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Oh, wow. I didn't think Herod was coming back here. And they came to him with one accord and having persuaded Blastus, the king's chamberlain, because why not, they asked for peace because their country depended on the king's country for food. So all of a sudden there's a lot. We don't know what's going on here. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an an oration to them. And the people were shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. Immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down, because he did not give glory, he gave God the glory. And he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. But the word of God increased and multiplied. Okay, so, uh, and and, and I'll finish here, and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had Pleaded their service bringing with them John whose other name was a mark okay so here uh, we, we kind of get get a break from the uh, story as in chapter 11 um, the the uh, uh, Paul and Barnabas are sent off as we focus in on chapter 12 what is the beginning and the end of the story because that's the first question we we, we we're, we're asking. And and it works well with this one as 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 it did for Genesis 39. But what what is the beginning and the end here? Herod, Herod right? Wow, which is which is kind of, kind kind of, kind of a surprise and how and how are the beginning and the end different? Herod violently the church and at the end uh, Herod is being killed by an angel. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. So 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 beginning and the end of story um this is Is is, is this about Herod? Kind of, right? I mean, he's kind of the focus in the beginning and the end of the story. So in the middle here, um, um, so so that's a little of how the passage begins and ends. Um, There's also, what is at the beginning of this passage? Peter's in prison, yes, but, 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 but before Peter sad news yeah James is killed right so 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 this is James and John this is one of the disciples right so James is killed right so that's kind of huge um, um and then we see Peter in prison so there's a lot lot, lot of a lot of suspense here what's going to happen to Peter is the same thing going to happen to Peter that just happened to James now as we are reading kind of and and I it, it, it would it'd be interesting what 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 kind of uh if if there's echoes here but as we are reading surprising peter's rescued but james isn't which is very interesting in god's in god's sovereignty so is this all about god is going to rescue his people it's not really ultimately it's very cool that god does that um, but we see what's standing out here is god's purposes right so that god is the one accomplishing his will God is the one so 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 some kind of jumping ahead is where's the writer's focus and in one sense it really is Peter and and uh, I can't re-remember, but, but this is not the last mention of Peter, but Peter becomes a minor character after this, where Peter's been kind of a major focus, uh, uh, and, and he'll get a recurrence in, in, in Acts 15, but he's, his story is almost done. And we see um, here, so Peter is kind of the focus, but Peter's the focus in the context kind of of Herod being the focus. Right? So there's kind of a contrast here. And what is a contrast be be what is a contrast between between Herod and and Peter? And we're running out of time, but there's a huge contrast, right? Herod is a king opposed to God, and and we see what his downfall is. Peter is for God. And he's rescued, but really we know that Peter, we've already seen Stephen killed. We just saw James being killed. It's not a promise that everything is going to be, be wonderful for God's servants. We know that. We've already seen our Messiah killed. Um, so we are so we are in the midst of the suffering, but the big picture here, as the picture of um, uh, acts is about the spread of the gospel and god accomplishing what he is going to with the gospel going to the nations This is what jesus said is going to happen and at the end we see with paul in prison in rome preaching the gospel so in the midst of this almost in in the middle we get this really encouraging theme that although all of god's enemies are going to be opposed to gospel spread it is unstoppable right? That God's kingdom is going to advance. Even when you see your favorite pastor just murdered. Uh, God's kingdom is still going to keep going. Now, he does it through, through a miracle here here with Peter, but as our takeaway, it's not like, you know, I'm and it could be, and I mean, in a sense, it is. Are we not afraid of sharing the gospel? That is part of the takeaway here. Not because nothing bad is going to happen to us, but because of the big picture that God is going to, to finish bringing his kingdom to to earth. All those who oppose God are going to, 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 to suffer loss. They're going to be destroyed. And in the midst of this, we're going to faithfully do what he does and even pray uh, for God to accomplish that. So... Does this chapter affect how we're going to live the rest of this day? I sure hope so. We know about the resurrection of Christ, right? So we have nothing to fear, even if Herod kills us like he did James, So... That's just a little bit of how we could take this story here, and, and, and it works really well because the beginning and, and, and end it it, it it kind of it, it, it uh, gives pillar pillars there or bookends uh, uh, with 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 this Herod story. But it's pretty clear. It's kind of funny too uh, uh, how shocked they are. So so this is a fun story to read. Uh, it, it, it'll be fun for you to read with your kids because there's a lot a lot of surprise here, right? There's 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 some humor here. Like oh, it's his ghost. I'm like no, it's not his ghost. It is actually Peter. Um, 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 anyways, so there's so much more we could say, but that's just a little bit um, about, about trying to get what, what, what the main thing is of, of that text. And, uh, and we can practice that, that same thing. It's so good for, 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 for each section of, 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 of Psalm 119, what is the main thing of each section. Um, it's a great practice for each psalm. Um, and, and for every portion of scripture. Living in light of the main things is, is, hard, is hard enough for us, right? Living in light of the main things. We could go down a rabbit hole and try to figure out about Potiphar and who this blastus is, and sometimes us who love learning can spend a lot of our Bible study time on that kind of thing. Um, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is is that Jesus already has called you to make disciples. So go and do it, and we don't have to worry, right? Because God is advancing his kingdom. Um, I'm going to close in prayer at the back of your sheet. You see, the, the, uh, the uh, two chapters, I'm encouraging you read to, to read for next time. There's a couple more sections of, of, of Psalm 119 I would love for you to be meditating on. I've been, been thoroughly blessed as I've been, been, been meditating on those. You just see your desires strengthened. I hope that's been your, your, your testimony too. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word, and I thank you, Lord, that there is more to learn, and we can keep learning. I pray that you would help us to, to go to your word, and and not, not with a, this is boring, uh, but with wonder, Lord, and help us, uh, really, that psalmist, um, he woke up in the middle of the night to, to To get to get to your word, uh, help us, Father, to discipline our lives, Lord. Uh, to really to go to sleep at night so that we can wake up in the morning and to see what your word has for us, Lord. And help us, Father, to go to your word. Um, with an enthusiasm, but not necessarily with, 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 with the expectation of how it's going to make us feel, Lord. Uh, help, help us to be willing to be humbled uh, or to be thrilled, um, uh, to, 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 to rejoice or to mourn or just to give you the appropriate response. I pray that you would help us to be cultivating good skills of getting what the main thing is, is from your word. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would help us to grow in reading your word uh, together, help families to be enjoying reading your, your word more, help us to read your word as a church, maybe people meeting over Zoom uh, to read your word together, and please be, be unlocking for us what the main things are uh, so that we can live in, in the light of the, of, 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 of the glory of the gospel uh, most clearly seen in the face of your Son. Father, we thank you for the good news of the resurrection. Uh, please, Father, as we go to enjoy time with one another, um, we want to hear how, how our weeks are, Lord, but help us to be talking about how good you are. Uh, thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. If you don't have a copy of the book, I've got plenty, so please make sure to, 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 to grab one. I think you'd be enjoying it.